Hello, Sarah. Hello, Kim. How are you? I'm doing really well. It feels like it's been a while, but maybe we've just hit that part of the summer where the days are really long and really short and it's a million degrees. Well, I think we did. We, we skipped. We thought we were going to skip one week, but it turned out to be two weeks. Oops. <laughs> Life happens. I feel like there are a lot of people out there listening and nodding and being like, yeah, I woke up and found out I had skipped a week too. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully people are generous with us. Well, the reason that I had to skip another week is the topic of our podcast today, Ooh. which is the Biomed Tech Girls. And we have a couple of the student organizers who helped bring that program to life. And so I'm super excited to have them introduce themselves and to talk about what we did last week. So Noelle, why don't you go first? Hello everyone, my name is Noelle and I helped organize Biomed Tech Girls this year, as well as for the past two summers, I participated in Biomed Tech Girls. So after my third year of participating or helping out in some way, I think I'm a little bit qualified to so talk qualified. about it. Your <laughs> success expert. story, yes. <laughs> and you still go to school, is that correct? That is correct. What is your rising designation? I am a rising junior at St. Anne's Belfield. There we go. That, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I just love the phrase, what is your rising designation? I want, I want to know what my rising designation, rising adult, I'll be there sometime. Yeah, someday. <laughs> there, there's always hope. Yes. <laughs> and Shruti, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I guess I can do that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shruti. I'm a rising fourth year senior at UVA, the University of Virginia, and I'm studying biomedical engineering. And I was a part of the Biomed Tech Girls this past week, as Kim mentioned. Yes, and we, we have lots of questions to ask them both about the experience. But Noel, I'm going to start with you. Could you describe for our audience, what is Biomed Tech Girls? Okay, so each year there's a topic, some type of like doing with biology in a way. And it's usually maybe a disease or something that's going on in the world right now. So the three topics I was a part of was diabetes my first year. And then the next year was orthopedics and disabilities along with that in a way. And then this year we focus on viruses and virus spread. So it's a way of merging technology and biomedical engineering and learning about the fields while also working on a project and using de design thinking to work on that project. So you learn a lot and you also do a lot and it's a lot of fun. Yay, thank you. Yeah, she's inspired. <laughs> Kim, was it really hard to come up with a theme this year? Because there's unfortunately nothing in the world happening that's related to biomedical engineering at all. It's right. A, well, we'll it's talk such a about, boring field right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about how we came up with the project this year. But I wanted one more question with Noelle. What has been the impact of participating in this program for you? I think mostly opening up my eyes to different things, both like different job opportunities and the like careers in the world but also different ways of thinking and coming at a problem. Before my first year, I didn't know, well, I was a rising freshman that year. So I was fresh out of middle school and I didn't really know much about like what I wanted to study. I had done a bit of tech stuff with Ms. Wilkins and I definitely learned the most out of all the years from that year because that was my first introduction to design thinking and just the whole biomedical engineering field as a whole. So you learn 
so much about different fields and also about like your role in the fields or what you could do or how even if like you one thing in the program doesn't really strike you it's like you can go so many different ways in so many directions I mean I feel like that sounds very vague but overall I just learned like so many different things that I can use both in my day-to-day life and then both in like my future career choices if that is what you got out of the program, I couldn't ask for more. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of last week we interviewed Liesl Brucia from Steam Discovery Academy, and she was talking about one of the goals for the programming that they offer, especially for young girls, is to expose them to different kind of kinds of careers and jobs because girls will come in and say, I love animals, so I want to be a vet. And she'll name 50 other careers that have to do with animals that kids just don't know exist, so they don't know that they should want to do them. And so the idea that you're learning about careers and getting all of this exposure and learning about something else that you could possibly want to do is so neat. Any new careers that really caught your eye? Um, well, both with like the, um, the second year when we were talking about orthopedics and such, like we talked to occupational therapists and we went to the hospital at UVA and we saw, I can't remember the exact name of like her position, we went into the room where they do like the different occupational therapy with the kids. And it was just so interesting. Like I had never seen that part of the hospital. Like both of my parents work at UVA, so I'm around all the time. But I had never seen that room or I never even knew it existed. So I thought that was a really interesting, just something I would have never known about. Yeah, that's really neat. And it's such an important job too. Yeah. All right, Truthy, let's bring you in now. So how did you get involved with Biomed Tech Girls this year? So one of the professors I actually had a class with this past semester, so in the spring, I kind of caught up with him during the summer because of COVID and all the things that were happening because I didn't know what I was going to be doing for the summer. And he was kind of helping me figure out what I wanted to do and what projects I wanted to pursue. And he mentioned this program to me and asked if me and my friend who I'm working with, if we were interested in helping out. And what do you think? Did you, uh, did you, what did, did you get what you bargained for? Yeah, actually, I, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I was really surprised by the experience in a, like a really positive way because it reminded me a lot of a program that I did when I was in high school that taught me that there is a lot more to engineering than what I thought there was and what engineering was in the first place. So it was really exciting to be on the other side, the giving side rather than the receiving end of a program like that. Yeah, and it's so super awesome for the girls to have role models like you, because you you were talking about your professor, that's David Chin. So he and I founded this program, and the reason was that I wanted to show high school girls that there were so many different opportunities in computer science and he was willing to open up BME, and that just seemed like a really, and BME stands for biomedical engineering. Mm. And those two are really closely linked, and it seems like every year they get more and more closely linked. And so, yeah, I think it doesn't work if just he and I do it. <laughs> so having you all, plus we also get so many researchers and graduate students and doctors involved with the program. So the girls really do get a wide variety of um, opportunities to see different things in the, fi- in, in the fields. Sounds amazing. I wish that had been around when I was a high school student. So what were some of the high points for either of you? The high points for me, I think, 
well, during the program at least is when the kids were like, or the girls were really into it. And you could, like, they started asking more questions or they, like, we'd give them a prompt and they just prompt and we just ran with, they just ran with it. And I think when you have, you get a chance to step back and just watch their minds work or their brains work, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's one of my high points. What a great answer. Teacher in training. I think the high point, one of the high points for me was during some of the activities, just getting to hear them talk and hear their thought process kind of out loud or the ideas they were coming up with. One of the activities that we did involved trying to empathize with people in current society and trying to see their point of view. And from that, then trying to come up with a set of rules for a society. And I just like hearing, and it was COVID related. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet, but. um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Now everybody knows. (laughs) Oops, I'm sorry. But it was just really interesting to hear what they had to say. And a lot of them had very innovative ideas and things that I haven't even heard of being implemented in where I live in Virginia. So I just thought that was super awesome and a really good reminder that I, I feel like often people that are younger regardless of gender or anything like that, just are often very, I don't know what the word is. I'm blanking on it right now, but underestimated. They're underestimated. Oh yeah. And it was really nice to be reminded that they have so much potential and you like, we really should be listening to younger voices because they have just as great ideas as older individuals, you know? Mm. Absolutely agree. Yeah. As Kim is always saying, the, the voice that the, seat that's not at your table is the voice that's not in your discussion is the idea that you've never heard. And that goes for young people as well, as I'm constantly surprised as an educator, how smart kids are and just how much they're discredited outside of school buildings. I think you absolutely nailed it. I mean, the innovation and the flexible thinking and the empathy, it's run so deep in younger thinkers. And I would say inside the school building sometimes too. That's true. (laughs) Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I guess I should have, before I got dive, dove into that question, sorry, I should have set up the big difference this year is that we had to go online. So this is our seventh year. Every other year we've been in person. We've hosted a day at St. Anne's Belfield School. We've hosted the rest of the time at the UVA VME labs. And then finally did the final project presentations at the iLab at UVA. So I really didn't know what to expect out of having to go online. Like, was it going to be as interactive? Were we going to have those opportunities to have the girls connect and share ideas? And it sounds like we did, which was awesome. Part of the problem with being the sort of main organizer is I don't get to dip and dive into all the different things that are happening off the sides Mm -hmm. in our breakout rooms. And so it was, it's really good to hear that that was still happening. And we also got to have girls from all over the place. So, you know, normally they're maybe Richmond is as far as they come from. We had someone from California, someone from Florida, someone from the Bahamas, several from New Jersey. Like they were from everywhere. It was so great. Oh, and in this particular topic, that's incredible because they're all seeing different things happening in their communities, good and bad. They're all getting different things from their local news. That's such valuable perspective. Yeah. So when we made the decision to go online, then I knew we had to find a project that was, would match that format. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've done very hands-on things. Usually there's an element of physical computing as well as you know, coding. 
And so we wouldn't necessarily be, have, be able to have that element of physical computing. And I knew that Dr. Jeff Saucerman had been doing this go viral model because we did some things with it through other tech girls programming. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, what would you think of, uh, we have the girls come this summer and they actually add to this project and make it better. And he said, yes. And so we were off and running. So that was the focus this year is a go viral project. It was actually a project he's created in Scratch because he really wanted to help K-12 educators be able to explain the process of the virus, you know, how, how viruses spread and do it in a way that you could actually look at the model and see the model and update the model. And so that's what happened a lot during uh, this last week. What did um, you all think of using that as the project basis? I thought it was a great idea. I mean, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, it is kind of, it is hard to find topics that can be just as interactive virtually as they are in person, but having something that's so present in everyone's daily lives right now, I think really helped the girls connect to the project and probably get more out of it than maybe with another topic. I would completely second that. And I believe like going online, I was like, oh my goodness, what could we do? Because Ms. Wilkins right. It is a lot of, in the past it was like, you know, using makey makeys or using robotics or something like that. I think the model and like being so scratch focused, I feel like we almost got more out of the computer science aspect in a different way than we do in, we did in other years. Right? I thought it was a different perspective, but a good different perspective. Did learning more about COVID and about the way viruses spread, did that, was that scary or was that comforting? For the girls or for ourselves? All of the above. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I would say for me, at least, I think because I spent a lot of this summer looking into the virus and really understanding how it plays into society, I, I wouldn't say it made me more nervous, but I think that it was good to just be reminded of some things that I might have forgotten. And for the girls, I, I hope that it was something that, that was more interesting and not so much scary because I think the thing that removes fear from any situation is knowing more about something, right? So, yes. you know, maybe COVID was something that they were scared about earlier because they didn't know as much about it. But now that they learned about how viruses work and what they can do to prevent the spread of a virus, with having more information, they know how to be safer and hopefully less scared. Empowering through knowledge. What about you, Noelle? I was going to say, I think, I mean, coming into this, I knew minimal about the virus and I didn't know. I mean, like, obviously I knew we're quarantined because it helps the virus, you know, not spread as much. But I didn't know as much why and like how quarantining, for example, would like truly help the, uh, I don't know the right word here, but like the charts and like seeing how the virus, should, you shouldn't have a huge spike. And then I think hearing from the professionals about why we're doing certain things more in depth than like just listening to the news or something, I think it brought a new light. And I think, yeah, I definitely learned more and I think it was helpful for me. And like Strucy said, like the knowledge definitely took away more of the fears and I think understanding, especially for me, helped. Yeah, I know I, know I personally was a little hesitant to go into this because I, I told the girls, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. So, you know, <laughs> you show me a set of symptoms and I'm going to have them. 
And it's <laughs> been that way for me with the, you know, with COVID-19 and I've had, you know, not full on anxiety attacks, but definitely had had some situations where I thought, oh my God, you know, I wasn't safe. So mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. But actually it was very useful to have it broken down in very factual scientific ways and to know that there are things we can do about it was also empowering. So mm. overall, I, by the end of the week, I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm okay. Well, that's good to hear. So learning more brings some comfort, gives you some power, gives you a little bit of control. Sounds like it comes, research comes highly recommended. Yeah. Were there any of the projects that really stood out to you that the girls created this week? I can start for this one. I think for me, I really connected with the, one of the preschool groups. I think it was partly because I helped them. Like I saw their process a lot more than some of the other groups. And I saw them going through the, their struggles and be like, how we do this? And like their communication in the group was so good. And they were always bouncing off ideas from each other. And they'd be like, okay, we're going to divide and conquer and then come back in a few minutes. And I really enjoyed watching them build the project. And then they were so easy to ask for help they would be like okay how do we do this and then I would tell them be like okay that's a good idea and then they would push my ideas which I thought was just it was really fun and we had some interesting conversations and I thought so that was one of the groups I both their end project was really awesome as well as I really enjoyed working them working with them to create it was that the preschool end- group yeah <laughs> they the Tell, tell her what they did. Okay. <laughs> they weren't preschoolers. Oh, they, wow, these are very advanced preschoolers. <laughs> I can see how that could be confusing. <laughs> Their task was to create something for preschoolers to inform them and to help them to say, you keep on your mask and you shan't you can't share your snacks or mm-hmm. their whole thing was there was fishes and then they all so they were asked different choices and then depending on the choices they made whether they were correct or incorrect pertaining to like wearing your mask sharing your snack you know hugging Mm -hmm. your friend or something then they would have a simu the simulation the go viral simulation which they changed to have like everything would be fish and then if you're infected you'd be a shark and then when you recovered you came back to a fish so i thought their whole project could relate to a preschooler yeah, <laughs> you kind of needed that background for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought there was a couple of, um, so they, they through the brainstorming and the town hall that Shruti was talking about, they identified with different types of people and, you know, just regular people, whether they're business people or educators or parents or whatever. And then they came up with different scenarios that they'd like to solve and you know, every day sort of narrowed down their focus until here's a group that wanted to help preschoolers deal with it. Because, you know, everybody has to deal with it in their own way. Yeah. And the way you talk to an adult or a high schooler, I mean, it's so, the language is so different at every age level. Truthy, how about for you? Was there a project that stood out to you? Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, I was thinking of two projects that came, well, two projects came to mind. And one of the ones was the same one that Noelle mentioned that group that created the computer game for the preschool students, the turnaround for that project was super short, but they did such a good job. Like it looked amazing for how much time they had. I was really impressed. So that really stood out to me because not only did they finish the task, I mean, I know you can always make something better, but 
they, it just, it was made so well given the time constraint and also the fact that they were working together virtually. Having group meetings on computers is way more difficult than having group meetings in person. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they were able to tackle that obstacle and do it so well, I thought was incredible. The other group that stood out to me was one where I learned something that I didn't really think about before, which was one of the groups wanted to show the effect of virus spread and transmission, even in a more updated classroom setting based on COVID safety procedures. So if students were social distancing in a classroom, but a teacher had to, or whomever had to go around passing a laptop or whatever object and then move between classrooms to pass around those items, even though that reduces the typical number of interactions that you see in pre-COVID schools, it was still a pretty significant factor in affecting how the virus could spread. And so mm -hmm. even though that's supposed to be helping the situation, I think maybe there needs to be more thought going into how we go into classes or go back to classes in the fall, because there's a lot of different side factors that play into what could happen. Yeah, that was a, a really unique take on the model situation. So they, Sarah put, they had different models with desks at different amount apart. And then imagine, you know, a specialist like you or I having to mm -hmm. traverse through the different classrooms and what that, what impact that has on yeah. that situation. And really, yeah, those were great projects. They were all like really fantastic projects and presentations that they give, especially considering they're doing it all remotely. We gave them very little time. I'm always just blown away about the commitment that these girls have to doing this project, although they, you know, they don't have to be there, right? And so I'm always surprised every day when they come back, I'm like, oh, they came back because <laughs> we, we keep giving them more and more to do. It's great to have things that keeps your mind busy and something that you're engaged in and something real world. And, and I think, I don't know, Kim, at least the way I've seen you talk to kids, it's not busy work. You genuinely want to know what they're thinking and what their point of view is. And those projects are going to be used. And it's like what we said before, young people are often underestimated, but I don't think they're underestimated in the programs that you put together. And I think that's a really powerful thing. Well, thank you. Did you have any questions, Sarah, now that you've heard? No, I just, now I want to go. <laughs> I want to do the things. <sighs> it sounds incredible. And it sounds like you all put so much work into it. And it makes me really happy to think that now girls all over the country are saying, I am a biomedical engineer. I am helping to stop the slow of COVID. Like I didn't know I could do this before, but man, I'm awesome. That's, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yes, it is. So one of the things I wanted to close with, and if we have other closing, that's fine, but I wanted to find out, you know, you're going back to school. This is a different school year than I'm sure you ever imagined. What advice would you give to your younger self, whether it's facing this, you know, sort of unknown school year or whether it's trying something you never tried before, like first time you tried out Biomed Tech Girls or... Well, or the truthly, the first time you went ahead and took that, did that program in high school that was like this, what, what would be advice that you could give to somebody, your younger self, to make you do this? So pertaining to going back to school, I would say to my younger self, listen to adults because they are telling you this for a reason. I don't know, I think I would be a bit defiant and be like, no, I don't need to do this or do that. So I would say listen 
because the people who are telling you to wear a mask or to this needs to be this way are telling you that for a reason. And then for pertaining to biometech girls, I would say definitely go out of your comfort zone because even when I took this class first, I would say like, I don't really like biology or I don't want to go into the medical field. And you really, you just never know. And I learned so much through the course and I'm super glad I did it because then I ended up doing it a second year and then helping out. So I would just say, open your mind because you really, you never, you never know. For my advice, I, splitting it up, I guess, in the same way that Noel did, in terms of going back to school in the fall, one thing I've been thinking about is that I know that, I mean, I was really looking forward to having my last year of college be this like really big thing where I just go and make the most of it. But obviously, given the new situation that has to be taken into consideration, I can't do a lot of the things that I was planning on doing. And I was a little down about it at the beginning of the summer, but I don't know, just through having a lot of time to self-reflect, I think I've had this new mindset of, you know, even if you don't have the same, you're not in the same situation that you expect it to be, it's a really great opportunity to be creative and think outside of the box about fun new things that you can do that you probably never would have thought to do or never would have been able to do in a normal situation because you weren't in the situation you're in now. So I, I guess that's something to my not so younger self, a, a little bit younger, but not that much younger. And then for related more to biomed tech girls and advice for that to my actual younger self, I would say, don't go in with any assumptions about what you think something is, because I definitely thought I knew what engineering was I mean, I, I didn't know what engineering was at all, but I thought I knew what it pretty much was mm -hmm. before I did that program when I was in high school, a similar program to the one that Kim's helping run annually. And once I went to that program, I realized it was not at all what I thought it was. And also that I actually really liked engineering and that I was good at it and that there are probably a lot of people that are good at it and might like it but they just didn't know because they thought it was something totally different or they didn't know what it was at all. So just going in with no judgment. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Good. Well, Noelle and Shruti, thank you so much for taking time to share about the Biomed Tech Girls experience this year. And of course, we look forward to doing more stuff together in this coming year. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I mean, I'm glad to have been a part of the experience. So yeah. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. And thank you for being our guests and explaining to everyone. And I'm, I'm betting that there are some young girls out there right now who are thinking like, huh, biomedical engineering. Maybe that's something I'll look into. Oh, <laughs> I think you've, you've probably had a really positive impact in your work last week and in coming to share it today. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention that we will have links to all the projects. So all these projects you've heard about Ooh. and the ones you didn't get to hear about, they're all going to be available for you to check out. So definitely do that. Until next time. Tech, love, and happiness.